we're live. All right. We're back. We were caught slipping a little bit, but we're back this week, though. Back at it again. Another video, another episode on Spotify, Apple, all the platforms. Make sure you subscribe, all that. Uh, yeah, I go by Jude, a.k.a. JK, a.k.a. J-Swish, a.k.a. The Praise, a.k.a. I flick, about, flick it up. AKA Juden Laden, AKA the habitual line stepper, AKA Young Alkiji, AKA the nephew Brandon Ingramstad, AKA Club Rona veteran, AKA top tier load manager, AKA Judicus, AKA WAP scout, AKA I don't do the jewel, but I act a fool of mouse tool, AKA I'm not from here, I just get it done here. Get it done here. Y'all heard that. I know y'all didn't miss that. He called himself oh, a WAP scout. WAP scout. <laughs> oh my God. WAP scout. All right, y'all. It's Ren, a.k.a. Mr. Beater Dooney's down, a.k.a. Diet Drake, you feel me? A.k.a. Professional Demon Fighter. You know, I'll be fighting these demons every night. Y'all know nothing about my struggles. I salute. <laughs> a.k.a. Benjamin. I get the Franklins. Yeah. Benjamin. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's Seku. AKA the firstborn, AKA froze, AKA merch, AKA FIFA King, AKA new Chris Bosch, AKA Henny Connoisseur. And you know, my name is Seiku and I always stay cool. Let's get it going. Hey. Get it going. All right, who's gonna go first? For the stories and whatnot. You go first, I don't really mind. All right, well. Obviously, uh, you know, we, we missed last week because, you know, I was, you know, taking care of Session B first week. Uh, you know, it's the second week now. Um, hopefully, I get back on track. I missed, I missed a lot of stuff. So, I'm already off to a bad start in Session B, but I feel like I can pull through. Um, last night, I had actually a terrible nightmare last night. I'm not going to lie. Like, I haven't had a nightmare in a while. This one was, like, scary as fuck. Like, I was sleeping, and then I felt like, like, I wasn't moving. You know what I mean? I just wasn't moving for, like, three seconds. Like, I couldn't move. Yeah. And then I felt like this. there was, like, something on my chest. It was, like, weighing on my chest. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I going to die in my sleep? <laughs> like, like it, I've never felt this sensation before. Like, I'm, I'm paralyzed for, like, about three seconds. And there's, like, something in my, there's something holding me down in my chest. So I'm like, shit. Like. What do I do from here? So I just, I wouldn't, I was like, fuck it. If I die, I die. So I just gave in. And then as soon as I started to give in, that's when I woke up and I was like, yo. <laughs> that's kind of scary, bro. That yeah, like during the nightmare, rousing. all I'm hearing is something about COVID, like, that are, like something about COVID. So I was like, oh, fuck, did I get COVID? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was so freaky, like. And then, cause I don't know if you, I think I, I don't know if you guys were there in the last Zoom call with the guys, but we, uh, I was uh, talking about like, yo, there's a party in the garage right now. Like my parents, you know, they just invited all the people. And I did, I tried my best not to go in the garage, but my mom was like, yo, you gotta meet some people. And I was down. So I, so I thought maybe I caught COVID <laughs> over, the, over last weekend. So I was like, yo. So yeah, like that was lucky. It happened last night. I was like, yo, this is so scary. But yeah, that's yeah. all I. Oh, I think also, this session A was a breeze, though. Oh, my fault, my fault. Session A was a breeze, A minus both my classes. So let's go, let's get yep. it. You love to see it. Go for a second. Oh, I was telling that I think you just described the sleep paralysis. 
I yeah. think that's what it was. I never had that. Yeah, I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> yeah, you probably felt like you had like a giant like ghost or like something like holding you down. Probably felt like yeah. an elephant in your chest. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly how I felt like, bro. I never had that feeling. Those were worst dreams or like feelings to ever have because you just like you said you gave up, so like there was nothing you could do. Yeah, I just gave up. I was like, fuck it, I'll just give up. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I've never had that happen to me before. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last year I gave it to myself because uh, I tried to learn how to lose to dream, and then it's like when you're able to control your dreams, but because of that, I was in like that weird, like awake and asleep state, and then I got like stuck in like a sleep paralysis and that happened to me and like it was like one of the worst experiences i ever had and it's like, like i don't like that feeling at all so yeah that's where i was too i was between awake and asleep like i was between there exactly yeah. that's exactly how you said it yeah hmm. all right well I, I guess i'll get into my stories so um i don't know if i if i said this story on the podcast before but I qualified for honors like barely in the spring quarter. Um, like, um, like if I got an A minus in one of my classes, I wouldn't qualify, and I barely got the A. Like it was like a ninety three point one percent. So I clutched it right. And um, but the thing is, like, to actually get honors and to get recognized at commencement, you need to like do a research project, like a senior thesis, and you need to have like submitted by September. So my dumbass forgot about this whole thing. And like just a couple of days ago, I was like, fuck, I need to do this. I need to start hitting up professors, you know? Cause she said after that meeting, like you should start hitting up professors right now. And I was like, damn, it's been like two months and I haven't done shit. So I started hitting up professors and I hit up six of them and two of them denied me. So I, I was like, I was kind of sad bro, at first. But then the third one was uh, just emailing me this morning saying like, oh, you want to set something up for Wednesday? And he was actually my number one choice. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Nice. Oh. And, so based on my research project is going to be like um, the origins and the implications of Islamophobia in American politics. Um, so like ranging from the civil rights movement, Nation of Islam and Malcolm X and their connection to blackness and Islam at the same time kind of contributed to it. And then Iranian hostage crisis. I don't want this to turn into like a fucking history lecture for our little, uh, for, our, for our listeners, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to study, you know? Um, so yeah, it's looking good right now. My number one option, setting up an appointment for me on Wednesday. So big moves personally. Um, session A was, was a little difficult, I can't lie. Uh, I was kind of struggling, to be honest. Um, but you know, I'm glad that's over. Um, anything else? I think that's it. What about you, Seku? Uh, same old, same old, just, uh, trying to stay active and, um, shit, actually yesterday I was trying these like new, uh, push-up variations. I just like, it's like a depressed push-up where you're like, you're on a service and then you're leaning down. Yeah. And then, um, I was in my last rep and then I felt something tweak in my back and I just fell face forward. And then since that time, like my neck has been like super tight but um, the, the whole day has been super tight. And I could, at one point, I couldn't turn my head to the left. So I had to turn my entire body. So, like, I started tripping out. I told my mom to buy me, like, an icy hot pack. And I slept with that. Yeah. And um, so uh, today's been okay. Uh, I think I recovered from it so far. So it's, like, just a muscle. And, um, yeah, so I'm fine right now. 
Bro, that's the worst. I've had that type of feeling before where you can't, like, move your neck at all. Like, you sleep the wrong way or something. Bro, I hate that shit for real. Like, I'll be trying to pop my back in every single which way to get it, to get it right, but it just makes it worse. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Fuck, man. We got our first story, man. We got the WAP video, the WAP song, the Cardi B featuring uh, Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion. Uh, yeah. What did y'all see it? Did y'all listen to it? What y'all What y'all think about it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> every time every time it's on my twitter timeline i'll make sure to watch it the whole way through i'm not i'm not gonna cap for the podcast like come on <laughs> watched it once twice Four times. <laughs> oh fuck i was actually slow to watching it i was everyone was talking about it so i did it like Did my shit go off again? Bro, I was, it was probably the worst one of all time, too. Jesus of man. all time. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were yelling for a second. I was like, oh, man, I gotta turn ah. this down right quick. <laughs> Wait, start over with what you were saying, my bad. <laughs> I was slow to watch. I was saying how I was slow to picking up on the WAP video because I was, you know, I don't even be checking for their music like that. But, you know, it's two big artists. I said, why not? And then he watched. I watched it. The video was incredible. I'm not going to lie. Incredible. It was incredible. Uh, will, will the song get much replay value for me? Not really, but... I wasn't even feeling the song like that. So, like, from an artistic point, from a musical point, I don't know. Eh. But then again, I don't want to... You know, I just want to say this. I think it's great that... from a, Oh, getting deeper into it, I think it's great that women are talking about things like this. You know, gives them a little, you know, agency to talk about things like this. Because this isn't something we see in much in hip-hop. So I'll give them that. But then again, from a musical standpoint, it's like, eh. But the topic, the, the surrounding, like, the underlying point, the sexual agency from women is great to see. So I like that. Um, but the Kylie Jenner thing at the end, or in the middle of the video, it didn't hit. <laughs> it just yeah. didn't hit. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. All right. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I found out about the video on Twitter because I saw a bunch of tweets like hashtagging like WAP, WAP. I'm like, what the hell is WAP? Like, what the hell is WAP? And then um, I s- I'll go on YouTube and it was it's the top video on my trending. So I watch it. I'm like, yo, this is like a collab of like the year or something like that. And, yeah. you know, uh, Meg's on the come up using the, the best of their uh, collabs. And um, shit, I really enjoyed that video. But to me, the co- the Cameos didn't make sense to me. Like, I saw Kylie at the end. It didn't make. I don't know why she like was a part of that like crew already. Cause like the Tory Lane situation a couple weeks ago. I guess it was like before they filmed that before that whole situation. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, once again, Megan Thee Stallion proved that she can out rap like half the rappers today. 
Yeah, like, she had a solid verse. Like most, like go on SoundCloud. I, th- I feel like she can out rap at least like half of music already, and she proved that again. It was something yeah. about Cardi B's verse. Cardi B's verse was when wasn't hitting, but I like Megan's a lot. I like Megan's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, I think Cardi was like, I don't cook, I don't clean, but look, I got this ring. Yeah, something like that. I was like, I don't. It, the execution of it just, it was just, ah, I get what you were going for, but it didn't. Well, hit. Honestly, Cardi's verse is something like I would write down in seventh grade and pass around class to my friend. <laughs> 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 Bro, I'm being so dead ass. Like, all right, all right. The song was mid, except for Megan's part. You know, Cardi's, Cardi's verse just ruined the song for me. And, you know, like, I'm not one to hate on Cardi. Like, Cardi's cool. You know, Cardi B's cool. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm not one of those people that would be like, oh, yeah, like, Cardi B's, like, so fucking weird. She's so extra, whatever, on Twitter. Like, nah, she's doing her thing. She's getting her money, whatever. But her verse was very mid. And I don't know if y'all would do this. Like, I don't know if, um, if y'all get the reference, but like in high school and middle school, I was a little wannabe rapper and like me and my me and my homeboys in my class would like write down like a, a couple of bars, like a four four bars or something, and pass around class and see if the other people could like go off of that. Oh bro, that? That. that's cool. That's dope. Yeah, as yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. It was uh it was mainly me and my homie Christian Bradford. Shout out Christian if you're watching this man. Um but yeah, that shit was hella fun. <laughs> We don't waste half of uh, the class period doing that shit, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bro, like like what uh, Jude said about like the agency. Yeah, I, I really fuck with it, bro. Like, um, I saw a couple of tweets, um, or I even tweeted something about it myself, where it's like men like get upset when um, when girls are like are like sexually forward in music videos. Yeah. Uh, because they say like oh women hate being sexualized and the difference is agency and consent like at the end of the day that's what it is you catcalling a woman and you doing whatever giving your uncalled for opinion calling them sexy on their post or whatever when you don't even know them or whatever and, like any of that weird stuff is not the same as a woman exercise, exercising her sexual agency especially when society has conditioned them to be like so sexualized like, you can't blame them for taking their own agency and doing it on their own terms. Like, that's just my perspective on it. I'm all for it. You know, do do what you want. Um, it's just a matter of exploitation. And if they're they're not being exploited, like, they're not being made to do this by the record labels or something, then I'm all for it. Like, get your money. Use what society has conditioned you to do for your own profit. That's it. Uh, I completely agree with you, Ren, because at the end of the day, Magnus Stallion is like known as top female rappers. And at the day, she's, at the end of the day, she's a rapper. And once you belittle her and sexualize her, it takes away that title from her when she worked hard for. You know, she had a, a nice come up the last couple of years. And like, think about it. You think Hot Girl Summer, like, she's like coined that term and it's used by everyone. Like, now, like, politicians are going to use it for like, for some like dumbass, like, clout or some shit on Twitter. Okay. And she's starting a movement. You know, Hot Girl Summer's like, that's what it is. And you can't discredit her rapping ability and um, her identity. And that's what makes her man the stallion because, you know, yeah. Bro, and another thing is, like, people always bring up, like, the sexualizing thing about, like, women. But, like, 
what about Trey Songz? Nobody says this shit about Trey Songz or any of those other people where every single one of their songs is about sex. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. Come on now. Like, neighbors know my name. Come on now. Like, you sexualizing yourself, Trey Songz. Like, <laughs> nobody comes at him like that. Thanks. And no one ever questions Trey Songz's talents or anybody else's talent for doing stuff like that. Like, everybody knows Trey Songz got an amazing voice. And this isn't me hating on Trey Songz. I'm just saying, like, keep the same energy that you keep for men as you do for women. Like, you know, it goes both ways. Um, yeah. Bro, I, the takes on Twitter are seen like, yo, what about, why can't we, why can't these women rap about prison reform? And I'm just like, bro, what? <laughs> like, you want to about prison reform or like whatever's going, the black plight, like, like they always bring up like, how could you bring, you know, she rap like Rhapsody or No Name or these conscious rappers. It's like, but we don't talk about that for men. Like men, we have you know, ASAP Rocky, right. and then there's you know there's Kendrick. Like you have both. So and no one says anything about ASAP Rocky or all these other rappers. Like I think Tory Lanez as well. But but then you turn around and you see Megan and Cardi and City Girls, and it's like oh no 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 this is this is a lot. You guys aren't rapping about anything as real. It's like whoa what? Doesn't make any sense to me because it's like we don't have that energy for men. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It sounds hypocritical to me. And I know because when I was younger in my high school days, I would say that I would complain about the same thing these men are saying today about Nicki Minaj. When it was yeah. just running the game, like, oh, she's talking about her pussy again. Oh, cut this shit off. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That was me back then. But then you, you start to learn, like, actually, nah, like, we, I support hella male rappers saying the same thing about women, like, oh, I fuck all these women. Right. It's like, well, I'm just doing a principle, like, you know what I mean? That's just me. Right. And people not even asking you to fuck with, like, their music like that. Like, yeah. like nobody's asking people to, like, or forcing them to fuck with Megan Thee Stallion's music. It's just don't, like, let out your unsolicited opinions. Like, nobody cares how you feel about her, you know, her raps and how sexual they are, you know? Like, your opinion's all uncalled for at the end of the day. And, like, like how you said, like, how... Like, that stuff that you would, like, say about, like, Nicki Minaj going up. Like, I can't. I, I did, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, I was a huge Lauryn Hill fan. I'm like, why are right. more rappers like Lauryn Hill, you know? Right. <laughs> why are more rappers, like, so conscious? Like, more women rappers conscious. But then, you know, you, you really, you really, like, you really catch yourself, like, feeding into the patriarchy type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, those misogynistic beliefs, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really, um, like, analyze the type of music i listen to like not all the male rappers i listen to are conscious shit like probably like 10 percent of the rappers i listen to are conscious rappers mm. so yeah mm. i can't have that standard for women rappers also i want to make note that like she's not making music for like us men you know like <laughs> that's right that's yeah. like we're not gonna identify personally with that that's true. but that's um it's, she's making it for women to empower themselves and that's like main message of it and you can't like completely gloss over that and then be angry when she raps about women like sexualize themselves when uh we got like future and drake like hyping themselves up and even mm-hmm. though like the rap they're like emotional rap it's geared to us men towards also and um yeah yeah i wonder what people think about lil kim because no one on twitter or anyone in real life talks about lil kim this way Mm-hmm. She has that legend status, so I think she gets away with these types of comments. So I wonder right. what 
people were saying about Lil Kim back then. It must have been worse. Back I'm then. sure it was. I'm sure it was. How how many number one hits did, did Lil Kim have? Probably like one or two. I don't think it's many. I don't know. I I don't know my I don't know much about Lil Kim's stats. Yeah, because yeah. I know Lil Kim is a blueprint for a lot of like yeah. rappers game right now, but I don't really think that she had much success for herself. It was kind of just like an like an idol type thing, you know? Yeah. Just kind of like a blueprint. Like even like her album cover, you know, she's in the bikini, legs spread out kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of more like, oh, she's a blueprint, but not really about her work, which mm. is kind of sad. But. Yeah. All right. Anything else on WAP and uh, Twitter? No, no. Nah, nah. Hold on. Nah. I, need, I need to cut in and say something real quick. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, you know that orange uh, juice tweet that I had? The one oh, about yeah. The yeah. So, someone DM'd me right now a, a different tweet. Dude, this tweet is real controversial. Oh, my yeah, God. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> So, all right, for those of y'all that don't follow me on Twitter or whatever. Context, yeah. context. So I said, I said, um, craving some, um, some orange juice with extra pulp right now, right? I mean, I, I guess people don't like orange juice with extra pulp. That's fine. That's fine. But people really come for my necks, bro. Like, I got like three comments within a couple minutes of the tweet. And one was like, excuse me, extra pulp, question mark. And the other one was, um, go to hell from Denisha. So I was like, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to hell for liking what I like, you know? <laughs> and right now I get another comment saying, you on demon time for this one. Like, what? Okay. Is that the DM? No, no, this is the DM. And then I got a DM after that. And so the person says, oh, I saw your orange juice tweet. And then this one, a few tweets down dot 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 worth a read and then the smiley face that's like upside down you know what's you know which emoji i'm talking about it's like the upside oh, down yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, okay so, so so the tweet says i firmly believe drinking orange juice with pulp is a trait only found within individuals extremely dangerous to society <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i'm sick orange juice what y'all hate against orange juice with pulp? Y'all know that's how orange juice comes out of the orange, right? With pulp. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm sick, bro. Anyway, we can we can carry on to the next oh story. God, I'm, I'm a little upset. <laughs> you got a. <laughs> got Rick Ross versus Two Chains. Um, I watched the entire thing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Rick Ross and Tuesdays did a versus. I actually tuned into that one. I watched the entire thing, and I gotta say, it was entertaining. The DJs were on point. Um, you know, it's funny because you know, most of these verses, you see like artists, they just play out their song. They let the DJ play out their song, and then people comment like, "Who won that round?" Blah blah blah. But with this one, it was different because they actually performed some of their songs. So they have the DJ, like 2 Chainz DJ, Rick Ross's DJ. They'll, have, they'll throw in the instrumental, and then they'll perform the song. They just have, like, they'll just, like, rap verse, each of them. Not all, not all songs, but, you know, a good chunk of them. It was really dope. Like, they actually were, like, performing the song, and I thought that was a little different. Um, yeah, this, this was a little different. I didn't expect people to actually rap their verse and the verses. 
and like I think there was one of them where Ross and Tuchin had like a round, and then Tuchin just won off as out like aesthetics. He wasn't even like it wasn't even a good song against Ross's song. He just went off aesthetic. He just performed it, and he won that round. You know what I mean? Things like that. And I thought it was different. I mean, he had strippers out. You're about mm. strippers on the thing. They're throwing money. Ross had an outfit change. He was getting a massage during the Devil in the New Dress verse. Like, when the Devil in the New Dress verse came on, he took off his shirt and he got a massage. That, I oh, felt man. like Tucci got to pack up right there. But I don't know if you guys watch. Did you guys watch it at all? Or? Uh, nah. Nah? When y'all watched it? I didn't watch it. Either. I didn't watch it? But yeah, it was really, really entertaining. Um, what else did I like about it? Um, I don't know. It was just, it was just different. That's all it was. People rapping their verses. It was a lot of fun. Oh, Rick Ross dissed Terry Crews. On mm. the yeah, I heard about oh, that. Oh, he called him a coon, right? Yeah, he called him a coon. Like he played the, it was like a song. He's like, hey, can I do something special? Like, let me play a song for you guys. And then he played the song. And then we hear like, I wasn't even paying attention. And then all our, my ears pricked up and I heard Terry Crews is a coon. And I was like, yo, what? Did I hear that right? Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I don't know, Terry Crews, he didn't really respond like that. He was just like, someone asked him, like, how do you feel about Ross's diss? And he was like, I feel famous. And I was like, oh, uh. But yeah, Terry Crews got dissed. So that was, it was really entertaining. Yeah. That was, yeah. Rick Ross is dancing. I don't know if that's how the gist, but Rick Ross is dancing. No, I didn't. <laughs> Unbuttoned shirt. Oh man, bro. See, the thing, the thing about Ross and um and Two Chains is I feel like those are two of the most slept on rappers in the game right now because a lot of them are, like in my opinion, bro. Two Chains features are elite, and so oh, yeah. are Rick Ross's. Yes, yes. Both of them got elite ass features, whether they're featured on someone else's song or you know, someone else is featured on their song, whatever, you know, but they got, like, those dynamic duo-type-ass songs. Um, yeah, bro, too, I, I stand by this. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Jude, um, was at my birthday party two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, like, screaming out, I was like, Two Chains is the greatest rapper of all time. Someone got a video of me saying this, but, <laughs> you know, I was just screaming this out at my birthday party for whatever the fuck reason. I don't know why, but that was just how I was feeling that day, I guess. I uh, vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two chains is slept on. I stand by this, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think, what's his name? Rick Ross is definitely better catalog wise at the end of the day. Yeah, he definitely showed that because, I mean, I don't know. It seems like two chains wasn't trying in the verses. I mean, he still, it was still kind of close because at first, Two Chains was actually winning a lot of them. Like the first five songs, it looked like Ross was just fucking around. And then he came out with Hell of a New Dress and like, what else? I think he came out with Hustling and it was just like, he had Aston Martin come out to next. It was just hit after hit. So, yeah, it was actually really entertaining, man. And uh, yeah, I say the same thing with like Ross. Ross is, in my opinion, underrated. Cause it's funny because you see a lot of legends actually talk Rick Ross like they put him in the, like I remember Nas put Ross in his top five you know oh okay so like a lot of people like a lot of like the legends in the game actually love Rick, Rick Ross a lot he's like your your favorite rapper's favorite rapper type thing kind of yeah pretty much 
Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, that's all we got on Ross and Two Chains, man. Honestly, for me, I I knew Ross was gonna win from the get go. So, I don't know why people thought that Two Chains was gonna one up Ross, but I don't know. I guess it's people's opinion. I guess. Uh, damn, we got what Ellen DeGeneres in her workplace, her toxic workplace coming up. Oh yeah, I don't really know much about this topic. To be yeah, honest. so basically, what happened was there's been a lot of employees speaking out on her workplace and how they felt, you know, mistreated by the senior uh, people, people in senior positions, basically, like the managers and whatnot. Uh, right. People getting fired from work because they went to a funeral. They had to do something important that day. They had to take the day off and do something important. They would come back and find that they were fired. Uh, one of them, probably black, uh, you know, she complained about her, you know, getting comments about her race from one of the managers and she just quit after that. And um, I think the big issue for me was how all these celebrities came out with all these posts on Twitter and Instagram saying, oh, we're gonna stand by Ellen. Like, that's not the person I know. Blah blah blah. She's a parent. And I remember someone in, someone tweeted like, "Y'all never even met. Like you and Ellen never met. So why are you saying all this?" Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I forgot which celebrity said it. Like someone pointed out the celebrity was like, "Yo, Ellen's this and that." But it's like, "Yo, y'all two never met. So why why are you caping for?" You know what I mean? And yeah. I just point out like, the class solidarity among rich people is real. Mm-hmm. Bro, we've seen it with Ellen. This isn't even the first time. Like, we saw, I think it was last year with George Bush. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this on the podcast, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Ellen with George Bush and all these celebrities coming to Ellen's defense. Like, it's just class solidarity at a, at a point. Yeah, I definitely agree class solidarity. Because at the end of the day, they need us to validate their platform. Because I saw she's been doing her show since, like, what, early 2000s? And um i feel like it's time for people to like at least like take a step back from ellen at this point does yeah. she still have a show like she still does her ellen DeGeneres show right yeah yeah Damn. you know i was you know i watch ellen with my mom sometimes because sometimes my mom watched ellen from time to time and you know growing up and like as i got older i always felt like her image was just too perfect you know She's always like the good, kind person, the good white lesbian. You know, she's very kind and all these things. And I always thought that that's what she has to have some skeletons in her closet. Like, there's not one bad thing about Ellen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all part of her, she was good, you know, in the end. But now that all these things are coming out, it's like, well, I kind of had a hunch, but now it's confirmed. Like, yo, like, you need to work on it. And I, I fear that even with all these things coming out, all these other employees speaking out and I, I fear that her workplace is not going to have any solid like any solid um improvement like there's not going to be any policy changes in the workplace and none of that stuff it's just going to be same old same old like nothing happened and that's what i fear the most actually yeah i agree like she did she did always have that like that image that you're talking about where she, it seemed like she was too perfect and then now it's like all coming out like she's really an asshole <laughs> like um and i i heard this before um it was my ra freshman year 
she said that she had seen like um, Ellen live before, and she said that like when the cameras were cut, like she seemed like a bitch. That's what she was saying, and you know that's her that's her words. I would never call a woman a bitch, you know, because, and, eh, you know, y'all know. Why. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was a, that was a quote from her. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Any other thoughts? No. No. Yeah. This is gonna be a quick ass episode. I actually like it. We got uh Biden. <laughs> Every week is with Biden, you know, Biden something. Uh Biden uh comments about the black community. Basically he said, um what unlike the Latino community, the black community is not diverse. Something like that. Let me see if I can find the actual quote. Um, what was the context of the interview? Um, Do we know I, what they're talking about before that clip? Honestly, no. Uh, but yeah, he said basically like, yo, the black community is not um, not diverse. And I don't, look, see, this is the type of things where I'm not where what's it called? I'm not really going to support Biden because it's like, dude, you're saying all these things about my people. Uh, like, I just can't do it. That's just me. Yeah, I, I, I heard um, on Twitter, like, um, in response to the whole thing. So he said something along the lines of, like, the Black community um, is not as diverse as the as a latinx community or something in terms of voting um i didn't hear that in terms of voting at first and i guess a lot of people didn't so in the comments of the twitter post where i saw it they're like oh well he's talking about like um like a lot of people were coming to his defense and saying well he's talking about the the varying origins of latinx people whether it's from a central american country south american you know mexican whatever um oh but yeah no go ahead go ahead you finish um and so even even if that was the case i kind of have a problem with that because you can't say that latinx people are more diverse because they come from different countries because that's an erasure of african-american culture you know and african-american history like people were robbed away from their land and had their um had their histories deleted and so a lot of people don't know which country that they originally came from and so to say that latinx people are more diverse even in that sense if that was what he meant it's still problematic um, no matter which way it goes, but yeah, I think he meant it in a political sense. I found the uh, I found the original quote. So he said, "What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly di different attitudes about different things." And then he went on to give an example. Uh, he said, "You go to Florida, you find a very different attitude about immigration in certain places than when you do when you're in Arizona." So it's a very different and very diverse community. So I'm led to believe that this is about Black people not being diverse in issues, political issues. We're just a monolith politically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's wrong. I mean, honestly, look, the statistic is what 90% of Black people vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. But I think mm -hmm. if you ask any Black person, I'm sure they vote Democrat for variety of reasons right know? like i vote democrat because 
Well, in the past, I voted Democrat because, like, well, like I said before, they give us crumbs and Republicans give us, like, nothing. Or they set us back. You know what I mean? That's how I felt in the past. And so, yeah, I thought something was in the background. Yeah, but that's why I voted Democrat in the past. I mean, I understand that Democrats are not progressive in any way. Um, but I don't know, this, this, this election is different now. The Biden's right. thing, so it's hard for me to support the guy when he's saying these things about black people. So that's where I'm at. I got a couple of things to say about that. So one, a lot of the reason why Kanye West kind of got the political clout that he did um, in terms of like making him want to run for president is because of like his rhetoric about, about um, how Democrats don't serve black people and how they just expect the black vote. And Biden is kind of just proving that, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, fuck Kanye 99% of the time, but he definitely had a point there. Um also, fuck, what was the other thing? Um, damn, I'm blinking right now. Uh, Sekou, you want to go ahead? Yeah. Um, I think Biden is a bad choice. And he keeps saying these reckless uh, things about Black people when he knows that he is dependent on their support to win this election. And I, while we don't like to support him, I remember Angela Davis recently came out and said that she's going to support him because... A lot of our issues align with his party and it seems like he doesn't care about those issues if he's going to keep saying this and then discrediting their political intelligence and um, just using them to uh, that platform, using them to um, increase his platform and Kanye did, has the perfect example of that and um, I think for him to discredit black people like this is going to end up hurting him in cases like re-election if he doesn't do things he promised he was going so far as to even say he's gonna elect or choose uh, a black woman as his vice president. He's been saying that since um, uh, earlier this year, and he wants to, I guess, use black people the way he used Obama to use to use Obama to propel himself to Democratic nomination, and that's really dangerous. Unless we have a different candidate in the next what four or five years, it's I really don't. Trust Biden at this time. Uh, yeah. Kamala Harris is the the top candidate, I assume, right? Yeah. I wonder. I mean, look. At this point, I mean, I'm not. What was, the, what was I looking for? I was gonna say. Her picking. I mean, okay, him picking Kamala Harris is not gonna move the needle for me in any way in terms of voting or supporting the guy. Is this gonna come up as, as expected? Like, well, this is expected. If you're a white guy saying all these things. You're gonna need a black woman to support you. Like, I, I see the plot. You know what I mean? It's kind of that's that's how I see it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's how I see it. If you pick anyone else but a black woman or a black person, and looking at it from an electoral standpoint, he might be shooting himself in the foot. I see it. Um, I agree. It's it could be potentially hurtful for his like um, prospects of getting elected, because I mean, like how you said, ninety um, percent or so of uh, black people vote Democrat, and so it is 
turning a large part of his electorate against him. Um, that's just from a political standpoint. Of course, it's shitty to say that regardless of seeking out election or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could potentially be shooting himself in the foot. But then again, he also, I, I read this a couple of weeks ago that he had like a 92% chance of winning the election. Um, and he might actually flip Texas which is crazy. That's the guaranteed win if we flip Texas. He's only 0.3% and um, behind Trump in national averages and was the two-point leader in a Fox News poll in Texas, which is ridiculous. Like, that's an automatic win. Um, I was watching a Let's Talk Elections video. He's this guy that does, like, electoral maps and stuff. And he said that even if, if Trump wins every single, um, like, swing state, and Biden just wins Texas, then Biden still wins. So literally, we could funnel all of our money into Texas and win this election, guaranteed. Oh, fuck. Ah, man. I see, I see Trump. Trump is fumbling the bag big time, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, on top of a pandemic, you see his campaign strategy. He's talking about free speech as your one of your campaign, like, your policy thing, like your policy thing is free speech and how we can't say racist things in the workplace anymore. That's what you're gonna run on. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you're definitely losing, dude. Like even like racism, because it was like, yo, like we're in a pandemic and you're talking about free speech, like really? That's what thing. Like he ran such a better campaign in 2016. He actually had policy. Like that's what I tell people. Like, yo, Trump won because he had policy to go on. Like actual, like, Policy. I mean, I hate to say it, but policy is policy. Tax cuts. I mean, you know, he talked about he didn't talk about tax cuts, but he talked about like ending the wars and reversing trade deals that hurt the working people, things like that. Building and the wall. Building the wall. I mean, policy is policy. I hate to say it, but policy is policy. He had policy presented, and like Clinton, he just said, "Well, I'm a first woman president. If you vote for me." But now, you know, Trump twenty. It's just well, you can't say racist things in the workplace. And it's like, or people are burning down statues. It's like, dude. I mean, I'm I'm glad he's coming in the back. I mean, I I wouldn't really want Trump for another four years. So I'm glad he's running this campaign this way. So, yeah, I I think looking at it, I think I can safely say Biden will win. Yeah. Looking at how you know Trump is running it, I think Trump. I mean, yeah, Biden will definitely win. He also um, fired his campaign manager recently mm. and got a new Whoa. campaign manager. And in the meantime, he stopped all ads in Michigan, which is a huge swing state um, because he said that he's or like his spokesperson or something said that he's trying to um, reassess his strategy or something like that. Um, but then they added another comment saying that they're going to come for Biden as like a as like a proxy for the far left and say that he's like a puppet of theirs, which is the same exact thing he's been saying in all of his ads. So it's just bullshit. I think they're accepting that they're going to lose at this point. Man, they threw in a towel. Damn. Yeah, basically. In Michigan, yeah. TV ads in Michigan. Oh, man, he's throwing in a towel, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, basically, bro, it's looking like it. I think he's banking on some type, like Biden just fucking up majorly in some way, which, I mean, his comments about black people could potentially... Like, if he keeps doing dumb shit like that, it could potentially happen. Democrats were doing a good job of keeping him away from the limelight for a while. <laughs> they need to keep doing that shit so that we can win this election. 
Damn, you're right. Maybe he is banking on it because now you think about it, you know, you see all this rhetoric about how people are not going to vote for Joe Biden. Maybe he's banking on the voter turnout being low. Yeah. And you know, voter turnout means low vote, low voter turnout means a Republican win. Most likely. Yeah. So maybe he's making it low. I don't know. But it's not a good strategy, I bet you that. <laughs> I think this year, I don't know, uh, Trump's campaign platform was smaller than usual because of the pandemic because i think he'll try to leverage the idea that he sent out stimulus checks to people during the pandemic and say oh who was there for you when you guys were struggling he sent out like stimulus checks only one time though yeah. and then he also what you call it when the presidential debates come on i feel like biden will still uh, have trouble unless he's shown that he can hold his own against trump without like uh going to his um uh like Trump's bullshit. I think Biden has to really train her on these debates. I don't know how they're going to be done, I guess, virtually this year. Um, and especially with Trump's like problems with road suppression in Florida recently, he tried to block mail-in votes and then reverse that decision like a week later, you know? And mm. his chances are looking good so far because he doesn't have much to run on like, at all, especially since how he handled the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, definitely public opinion will be like swayed towards Biden because he's the more progressive candidate, especially with uh, George Floyd recently. Um, and yeah. yeah. All right. All right. We got more. We got a fun topic for, uh, you know, for the guys or just, you know, just basketball fans in general. You know, how we do Lakers update on the Lakers situation. Sir, think about it <laughs> so far in the bubble. <laughs> Lakers are up right now, by the way. It's oh, halftime. Lakers up 64 59. Damn, it's a close game. Uh, let's see. Yeah, AD and James leading right now in points. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty uh, it's bumpy playoff by run so far. We haven't had too many wins, but uh. Definitely losing our momentum. But uh, the Nuggets, they just won their Northwest uh, Championship right now, recently. Oh, the that's a banner. So I think if we can handle our own against the Nuggets, it's going to be easy for us. You know me, man. I see the Nuggets as frauds. but <laughs> So I, I'm i not going to take this game too – I'm not going to look at this game too much. Uh, it's nice to know we're up. Actually, it's nice to know we're actually winning. Um, so that's good to see. We're up at five at halftime. But honestly, overall, uh, I think we see a lot of. I think we're worried too much about the Lakers. There's a little too much worry, in my opinion. You see in sports media and Twitter, like, oh, Lakers are doing this. What's going on? You're losing to the Pacers. You lost to the Raptors. Da 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 da. I think it's a little too much worry. Um, honestly, I think the only thing. Like I said, in the, like at the beginning of the bubble, like we should be looking at Guzma and Dion to see how they play. Mm-hmm. If they're consistent throughout the bubble, then I think we got something. Because honestly, to me, it looks like AD and LeBron are just fucking around trying not to injure themselves. Bro, they're just going through the motions. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem to me like like they they know like once it's playoff time, it's it's, it's time. Like this eight seed, we locked up the first seed. There's not much motivation to play anymore after the Clippers beat after we beat the Clippers. 
So now it's just a matter of getting healthy. That's how I see it. Right. I think the only consider the the only role player playing like significantly worse than they normally do is Danny Green. Oh yeah. Um, he's been playing pretty bad, like really, <laughs> really bad maybe. Um, but you know he is always a playoff guy. So I I kind of just trust in him honestly. I'm gonna put my trust in Danny Green to get it together before playoffs. Oh, I hope so. Cause yeah, actually the only thing I'm worried about is shooting. Yeah, yeah. That's really the only like, damn, we're missing that many threes. Yeah, yeah. we're terrible. Like, and, and we picked up two three point shooters and Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith. Like, they both can shoot threes. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah they're actually don't. both doing good. And Kuzma's doing good, but everybody else is doing terrible. Like, even Braun is doing terrible at three, at shooting threes. Yeah. He picked it up a little bit in the Pacer game. He was actually making his threes, and you know, Quinn Cook was what five or seven from three. Yeah, game. So I thought that was cool, but I, honestly, we can't depend on Quinn Cook to shoot five threes. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, if Quinn Cook is getting five threes in a game, then something else is going wrong. Like honestly, like no diss to Quinn Cook, but it's just facts. Like if Quinn <laughs> Cook is getting enough minutes in a game to shoot five threes, that means someone else is doing pretty bad. <laughs> Like, we saw what Quinn Cook was getting minutes in the fourth against the Pacers, and he was defending T.J. Warren, and he was just too small. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm not putting much weight behind that Pacers game, to be honest, Facts. because T.J. Warren is going crazy. Facts. Like, he's oh, going – Yeah. T.J. Warren is bubble MVP so far. No, no. doubt. Um, not Devin Booker? Oh, nah, bro, I'm not giving it to Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been doing amazing, but I feel like that that's a, that's a team thing. Like, the whole team stepped up because Devin Booker was playing like this all along. The mm-hmm. team is rallying around him at this point. Yeah, yo, uh, he has no, no Kelly Oubre, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So not in the mix. But DeAndre Ayton is stepping up big time. Yeah, he's stepping up, yeah. I never thought I'd see 6-0 and from the Suns. That's like, that's incredible. Gosh, I saw this. <laughs> I saw that tweet. It was like um, the Suns are six and zero, but Devin Booker is seven and zero. And it was a screenshot of him and Ken- him on Kendall Jenner's Instagram post. Ah. Kendall said, "I love strawberries." They get cursed. Oh no no no! She she posted a picture of her with a strawberry or something, and then Devin Booker commented, "I love strawberries," and re- she responded with like six um, strawberry emojis. Mm, was this like just uh, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, six strawberries. Hello. I think it was six. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he got another dub right there. Uh, we don't talk. About, actually, no, that's an L. He's six and one right now. He's six and one. We don't talk about the genders or Kardashians positively. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Curse. Curse. Oh, man. Watch them lose their next game because of the curse. Oh, jeez. If he loses the next game. Who are they playing against? I have no idea, but they're officially in the running. I think they're only half a game back. Half a game behind the Blazers. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw that they were one and a half games away. One and a half? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, because the Blazers won the last game, right? Oh, yeah, they're one and – oh, actually, hold on. Right now, as of right now, they're one game behind the AC and half a game behind the Trailblazers. Are the Trailblazers the ninth seed then? Yeah. Who's the eighth? Eighth seed is Grizzlies still. Oh, okay, okay. Grizzlies? Yeah, they're still up there, bro. 
I guess holding their own. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they had a giant lead going into the bubble, so they had like a cushion. So, mm. but now I'm really I I think I might watch a couple of Grizzlies games and Trailblazers games to see what's really popping because yeah. James got 51 last night. Mm-hmm. Sixers. He needs a new team. He needs. He a needs team. a new team. He needs a new team. For real, he does, bro. That'd be a blessing for him. But, I mean, y'all saw what he said about Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Let's hop into it. Let's let's talk about it. Let's Paul George and Woody Cheeks. Come on. Man. Man. He got, he got, Paul, George, Paul George got disrespected multiple oh. times, bro. You remember that one iconic shot? Lillard over Paul George, bro. Playoff P. Trash, bro. He's not going anywhere. He had to switch teams, and he's still struggling to like, like stay healthy. The Clippers are like gonna not even make the playoffs, or like not even like succeeding yeah. in the playoffs this year, bro. But PG, he's done. It's game time all the time. Man, hey, hey, go on, bro. Talk to him. Talk your <laughs> shit, Sekou. Okay. I don't want to hear anything from PG. Let's. That's it. Yeah. And oh, run. Holy! As as uh, as Damien as Damien Lillard said, uh, what what did he say? You boys is uh, what did he say? You boys is weak. Oh, you boys is chumps. Chumps. You boys is chumps. <laughs> Man, there was a there was a compilation going around on Twitter. It went viral. It's like ten game winners being scored on by uh on uh Paul George. Like Paul George was sending each game winner. All the way back to his Indiana Pacer days, like when he was like PG twenty four, all the way back then. <laughs> yeah, bro, it, it just happens to him. Like he's, I, I mean, I get he's been getting a little bit better in the fourth quarter lately, but he's still getting game winners hit on him. Like Braun hit the game winner on him. Um, who, who else hit the game winner on him? Devin Booker just now. Devin Booker, like, yeah. Oh, like you've already gotten two games. Winners hit on you in the bubble. It's been six games. Come on now. <laughs> That's a multiple times he has not been clutch. Man, defensively, man, like he is just holy. He has the whole commercial with the Gatorade. Remember that? Yeah. Like, the OT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to. I love that commercial still. I love that <laughs> with the uh, what's that song? Oh. Uh, Bro, I forgot the song that they that they used. This the- was the year after they went to to seven games against the against the Heat, right? Are you talking about when he was on the Pacers? The commercial. Yeah. I, yeah, he was on the Pacers, and yeah. the, they used the '93 till infinity beat over. Mm. It. The shot was going up in slow motion. I was like, "Yo, it's the perfect song in slow motion." Like that was a great commercial, but damn. <laughs> And I thought that – did you guys see how PG's baby mama and Dame's sister got into it? Oh, Dame's sister. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, um, Paul George's baby mama was like, yo, someone get this cop. I don't know. Some, PG called – PG's uh, <laughs> wife. Or I don't know. Something's called her a cow or something. And then Dame's sister was like – she came back. She was like, look. Y'all know me. I got a big mouth. Like, you know, when I get going, I don't stop, blah, blah, blah. And then she just went in on PG's wife. She was like, yo, like, we all know that P- you wife, you, you a stripper. We all know this. You, PG wiped you. And, and <laughs> so I don't know why PG's speaking on Dame. And then you, and then you wife the bitch. And I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, it got 
It got ripped. It's a top 10 Oakland comeback right there. And then you wiped the bitch. And I was like, yo. <laughs> Wait, isn't um, PG's baby mama also Doc Rivers' daughter or something like that? I think you're talking about Austin Rivers, no? What? Isn't Austin Rivers' do- wife or girlfriend like Doc Rivers? Ah, uh, nah, I get them mixed up. When no, Austin Rivers is Doc Rivers' son. And then isn't Doc Austin Rivers' girlfriend? Oh, okay, okay. So here's here's the story. So Paul George once cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter with a stripper who is now his baby mama. Oh, damn! Damn! <laughs> And that's his coach now. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's crazy. But they say, but they say LeBron's locker room is messy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. man. Oh. Yeah, Doc Rivers said, "Hey, you cheated on my, you cheated on my daughter. Come on through. We need you here in LA." <laughs> Damn. Ooh, that's embarrassing, bro. I heard reports that in the Clippers locker room, according to someone, that in the Clippers like locker room or whatever, there's there's been conversation from the players saying that they hope that the Blazers see the Lakers because they think the Blazers will handle the Lakers in the first round. So basically, they're they're ducking the Lakers, is what I'm hearing. Oh wow. <laughs> Scary. Like, it's scary. And Doc Rivers, apparently, Doc Rivers, he hasn't said it to the media, but he has mentioned, like, oh, the players are talking about Blazers and Lakers in the first round, so you don't have to see him. And I was just like, no. But he hasn't said that to the media, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. But That's funny, bro. You hear people say LeBron's ducking Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't know about Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi would actually even say something like that. Yeah. I think he's very competitive. Right. Like, you know, Pat Bevs and the little wills of the world, probably them. Yeah, yeah. And PG's probably scared. PG, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> after, after he bought that first series to Game 7, he put up a duck in that Game 7, only scored seven points. Mm. Playoff P has been a thing ever since, ever since Paul George, even when he had a good reputation, he was still playoff P. Like, he went off those first six games. And then he choked the game winner and dropped seven points in the last game. Like, come on now. Playoff P is a real thing. They lost to the Jets that one year. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> wow. It's like, what, four points, five points in that elimination game against the Jazz? Mm-hmm. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul George... He's what, and he's talking all this mess because he has Kawhi now. He he wasn't talking all this when when For he real. Was... For real, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I I don't see the fit working out still. The they fit? just don't fit together. Like I don't know. I don't know what Clippers fans see when they say that the Clippers have chemistry because they do not have chemistry. It's when I see them so on the floor, it that's looks choppy. It, it looks choppy when I see them on the floor. It's like. Who's going to have the ball this possession, Paul George or Kawhi? Because it can never be both. And then there's Lou Williams if he's in the fourth. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Because Lou Will was our closer last year. Yeah. And then now it's like three closers? Like, oh, dude. Yeah. But I don't well, know. Two closers, in like, two closers and a poser. 
Um, <laughs> I, I think what we should call this. Because, <laughs> you know, Paul George is not a closer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, sir. Yeah. I think I think the reason I don't know his hairline was great when he was in Indiana. I, now that his hairline has regressed, it's is looking a little shaky. I think that's why we're seeing a lot of uh, key moments. Because his hairline was spot on when we first saw him in Indiana. Was, <laughs> was, was a little close though. It was it was it was pretty. Small. It, was little, it was a little low. It was yeah, a little yeah. low. But I, I liked. It. I was like, oh, this is a solid hairline. Yeah. And over mean, the years, Chris for what he was working with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think that's it. We got now. What? Oh, you guys have predictions, or you guys want to hold out? You want to hold off until like we actually have like an eight seed solidified? Um, wait. What do you mean predictions? Like for finals? Like, first like how is it gonna go? Like, is it gonna go five games, six games, seven games for let's the Lakers? Let's see. Let's see what the playoff bracket is looking like. All right, so right now, um, wait, how many games the Lakers ha have right now? How many have games do they want? 51, right? 51. Are they 51 and 18? Yeah. Okay, so Lakers will be facing off against the Grizzlies. I'm Lakers sweeping the Grizzlies. Clippers yeah. against the Mavs. Um, I say that goes to five games. Clippers got it. Nuggets versus Jazz. I think the Jazz win, mm. probably in six games. Mm. Rockets versus Thunder. I honestly see that going to seven games with the Rockets winning. Because the Thunder are looking amazing right now. Yeah, I give them that. Uh, I see the Lakers and Grizzlies. I see that's a sweep. If the yeah. Blazers somehow get it, I see Blazers taking game one off of like Dame just going off like 45 points type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the way, it's just two through five. It's like the Lakers got them. So it's a gentleman sweep. And right. then Clippers and Mavs, uh, Clippers got that one. That's like what, five games? I give it, I give it five games. Nuggets and Jazz, um, I, I, I hope the game plan is that they get Gobert into foul trouble so that it opens up their paint. Mm. Um, if they can do that, I can see it being – I mean, it can go anyway. Like, if it can go I, – I see it going either way. But if the Jazz gets – if Gobert gets the foul trouble in most games, I see the Nuggets winning. I see the Nuggets winning that one. Uh, Rockets and Thunder? Damn, I see the Thunder winning that one. I'm not going to lie. Is Dennis – I think Dennis Schroeder still in the – is he in the bubble? I haven't heard much about him. Dennis Schroeder? Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard much about him either. No, he's not back in action yet. Oh, sure. Enjoying family. Damn, so they're doing this good without Dennis? Come on now. Oh, yeah, they're doing this good. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, but like you said, this is definitely – I see it going to seven games. But I'm, I'm taking the Thunder because I just want to see chaos with CP3 beating the Rockets. I think that would be pretty fun for Twitter. So that's just me. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. Uh, 
think Lakers can sweep the Grizzlies pretty much. Lakers sweeping the Grizzlies. Um, I think Rockets will just have like Harden going off again for like forty, and then his team neglect his team again. Or um, let's see. I think the Clippers will do okay because they just signed Joachim Noah. So, like, if I have a center to, like, rely on without having Zubak now. So, um, I feel like they should be okay as long as, like, Lublin doesn't, like, fuck him up in the uh, final quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know about OKC. Like, they're in pretty solid since, like, without Paul George. Um, Chris Paul's just seen mad assists. I think he'll be okay. I think they'll uh, pass through just fine. Maybe seven games, though. Okay. Out of the East, oh oh shit, you have one more, right? The Nuggets uh, and Jazz. Nuggets and Jazz. I think Utah's taking that one. Utah's taking it. Um, yeah. I like I like watching Nav Mitchell play. Him and uh, Gobert having uh, a nice connection. So I think we'll go all the way. Five games though. Okay. Um. Out of the East, I'm still taking the Raptors and going okay. all the way. All the way to the uh, finals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they played great. They just beat the Bucks today, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did? Yeah. Did Giannis play the whole game? Um, Let me see. Giannis played – let's see. Giannis didn't play. Oh, at all? I don't. I'm not seeing him in the stat sheet. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't think he played. I mean, I don't think it makes much of a difference to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting though. Um. Let's see. Oh, I think they're hiding Giannis, bro, because they they take him out of like the the harder matchups is what it seems like. Yeah. Um, so I think they're hiding him. It's it's all right. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Um, the Heat and Pacers played today, and guess who didn't show up? TJ Warren. Warren. He had 12 points. Oh, against Jimmy Butler, he didn't show up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If anybody was going to shut his water off, it was going to be Jimmy fucking Butler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was a – I wish I saw the game, but, I mean, I don't know. It, wasn't, it didn't look interesting. It was just a blowout. Oh, man. Look interesting, but honestly, I still have. Damn, that is tough because the Raptors look really, really good, man. Damn. Bro, look at the Heat's uh, profile picture after the oh. win. Oh. <laughs> talking oh. bad. It's over now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's officially beef between them, bro. And they would be going against each other in the first round. As it stands right now, that's going to be an interesting series. Yeah, it looks like it looks that way. If they if the Pacers can hold on to the fifth oh, seed, seventy are only behind by half a game. So I hope they hold on to that fifth seed. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and Ben Simmons is out, right? So they probably will. Oh, you're right. Ben Simmons is out. Um, let's see. I yeah, honestly, I have to agree with you, Ren. I'm looking at the Raptors, man. I gotta, I gotta give it to them. Like their offense has been so fluid, they look mm-hmm. great in the bubble. 
The Bucks. I look at the Bucks, bro. I swear to God, I get scared when Giannis. Like I watched Houston versus the Rockets, right? And the final possession is Giannis with the ball, and he's being guarded by Harden. Now yeah. instead of taking to the basket like he usually does, he passes it to a three-point shooter, and the go and someone jumps in the passing lane, and the ball gets stolen. Yeah. So it's like you have no go-to move. Like there's no crossover, no no post up, nothing. It's just you just drive to the basket. Yeah. I, I got scared. I was like, yo. Giannis is is also one of the few superstars that we've had at the top of the league that are just not clutch. Like, they don't have a <laughs> reputation for being clutch or for neither being clutch or not being clutch either. He's, he doesn't have a reputation for either of those, which is rare. But and He's never yeah, been I mean, in those situations, looks like. Yeah. It's either a blowout or just, like, an eight-point loss or something. Right, right. Yeah, his team and his team's always been really shit or really good. <laughs> like up until the last two years, the Bucks have been terrible. But now they're good and they're blowing and they're like the best team in the East, so they're blowing every team out until they face the Raptors in the playoffs. And like last year, and it's a different story. Oh my damn! Like I haven't seen because I always said I think if Giannis just gets a mid-range jump shot, I think the Bucks win the championship, even if Middleton doesn't show up. Right. But I haven't seen a jump shot from or a consistent jump shot from Giannis. So I'm thinking, look. I think the Raptors got him again. Right. And I also don't think – honestly, talent-wise, I don't think Giannis is the best player in the league still. I still think playoff Braun is a different beast. X. And, like, even KD, bro, I still think KD is better than Giannis. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And people are, people are having some – have some short memories right now, bro. See – a lot of this was happening when Kobe was towards the end of his career, too, bro. People were forgetting about Kobe towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like the 20, 2010 run, people were, like, kind of riding off Kobe. You know, he's getting old. I feel like the same thing's happening with Bron now. People are just taking it for granted. Especially because year 17 now, bro. Like, people sleeping on Bron heavy. Yeah, we're going to see, bro. We're going to see for sure. For sure. But I think that's it, then. On to yeah. Bird of the Week. Bird of the Week. Birds. Uh, who's going first? Uh, I could go first. Yeah, go ahead. So I saw this tweet. <laughs> it was after the WAP video. It said, twerking does not look good. It's not a dance skill. It's not sexy or attractive. It's literally a mating call. It's screaming, please look at me and tell me I'm sexy. <laughs> Men don't find that attractive. Ask any man if they want their wife or girlfriend twerking and they'll tell you no. Exclamation point. Cat. No! That's probably the worst take I've heard in a while. That's like, who That's doesn't? the worst take. I've talked to a girl who could not dance before. We'll say the name off air, but <laughs> y'all know the name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good time is what I'm saying. We tried doing it once. We tried dancing together once, and it, it was just not happening, you know. It's it's mandatory, bro. Real ones know dancing is mandatory. Definitely is mandatory. Like, how are you going to say twerking is not attractive when so many people look for people who can dance? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. It seems like some bird behavior. It sounds like someone who can't twerk uh, talk a lot of jazz. Bro, <laughs> someone... Someone threw, I think it was Nas, 
he threw in a video of me in the group chat dancing with a girl. I look bad. <laughs> I look terrible. Hey, I don't know. Oh, this. You have to scroll up. It's way back. Like when I, I think it was after my camping trip in Oregon. And I think I actually I don't even think it was in the group chat back then. I think it was during my camping trip, and I just found my video, and then I was like, "Oh, what the hell?" Oh and shit! It was terrible, because I I couldn't dance because like the girl couldn't dance, like she just wasn't doing it right. So I was just like, "Because <laughs> I wish." <laughs> like what are you? I wish, doing? I I wish I saw that. Like, bro, it was just terrible. I was like, but, but yeah, uh, that's my little story right there. Hey, uh, hey, bro. My story with the with the dancing thing was uh was homegirl like put her face down like we were in the garage for a party. She put her face down like all the way to the ground, thinking that it would be like attractive or something. Like had her hands on the ground, like her face on the ground, and I w- I was just like, and she had like her legs. Okay, so her ass was up and everything else was down, right? But her ass was going up while her ass was like below me so it was oh, almost man. like she was lifting me up bro i was i was just like so confused like why 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 are you trying to embarrass me like do, do you not fuck with me are you trying to embarrass me right now that's how i felt bro <laughs> oh, oh, sorry man, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bad times man Oh man, my my bird of the week goes to people on Twitter and in, in NBA Twitter, basically saying if Dame goes to the eighth seed, they're beating the Lakers. They don't have an answer for Dame. I'm just like I I don't get these these takes. You like insert team is gonna beat Lakers because insert star. Like w- what is this? They had the same thing with the like. They even I've seen some Suns tweets like, oh they don't want to see the Suns because they don't. They don't have an answer for sons. Now I'm just like, bro, what? Where's this disrespect from, from the Lake? Like the Lakers just have all these bad takes. Like, yo, if we if we if the Blazers go to the fucking eighth seed, they're gonna beat the Lakers because they have no answer for Dame. I don't understand where people <laughs> I don't understand the audacity, the like what kind of mental gymnastics did you have to go through to go to that conclusion? That's awful. And then they always point to that one game we lost on Kobe Day when Kobe died and we yeah. played. But I'm like, yeah, but Hassan Whiteside's not going to drop 30 every right. game. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and he's a very, very smart guy. Very smart guy. He knows the, he knows the game of basketball, but he told me the same thing. Like, I think they ain't got y'all boys. I was like, oh, come on, bro. Come on. I talked to him yesterday, actually. He changed his tune a little bit. He said, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. But <laughs> but at the beginning of the vote, he had the same, like, yo, I think the I think Dame got y'all. Just watch out for Dame. I don't oh know. And I'm just like, God damn. Respect <laughs> for LeBron and AD is just some I've never I, I hope they keep that same energy when we win the finals. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your safety? All right. Um, my bird week is like not one person, but it's a like hip hop Twitter. Oh, like mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes they make like ice cold takes. You know, like I was reading this like one thread about like uh, rappers like when they like when they sell albums like who has like the most pure sales or something like that. 
And then someone said that, uh, what do you call it? That Young Boy and Big Sean are the most underrated rappers because of uh, Project Release. And I thought it was really weird because he made this like dumb comparison on like um, number of projects mean like artistic like quality. And I was like, I'm not trying to like this Young Boy, but he was like lumping in Young Boy and Big Sean with like Drake, Kada, and like Damn. Future, Drake, Kada, and like. Um, like legends, or was like, yeah. uh, I, I just I was like, it was like out of place. It was like he was like pulling shit out of his ass. I was like, all right, nah. nah. And like people that can't like back him up, I'm like, nah, young boy's like, like a once in a life, once he's like, he said once in a generation talent. I mean, like, I well, feel young boy, but like, I argue with that. Once in a lifetime. Once in a generation, yeah. Bro, okay. honestly, I mean. I see the same parallel with what they say about Luca on Twitter. Like, yo, Luca's like top 10 player right now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, slow down. Like, we got to see how he does in the playoffs. Like, if, I he, think can he's match, if he matches product, if, I mean, he's going to lose. But if he drops like 25, 10, and 7, then I'd be like, all right, this is good. Against the Clippers, all right. But like, he has one good season, what, two good seasons. Let's, let's chill. Why he go? Rookie of the year, and then the next year, for half of the year, he was an MVP candidate. That's true. But I just feel like you're already putting up against, like, da- like what Dame has done compared to what Luca's done. Like, I get it, but it's like. All because he's just, like, like what, 20 and 21? Like, 21, like. That doesn't bro, mean, like, success five years from now. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to get there. I think he's going to get there. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he'll get there, but. Let's I get see. what you're saying. It's kind of just, like, it's too soon. Yeah, too soon. Like, like let's 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 get let's get a couple of seasons in. Let's see what he has. Let's see what he does at twenty five. Right. Me personally, I think he'll get there, but I think we gotta push the brakes a little bit. Same thing with NBA <laughs> Young Boy. I'm a fan of Young Boy, but let's let's stop. <laughs> the boy's yeah, like what? Yeah. Young Boy's like what? Nineteen, twenty? I think so. Yeah, he's pretty young. So yeah, I think yeah. that's what we got, man. Except for that, subscribe to the channel. We're on YouTube. The views going up. Yes, sir. We don't get this oh, many yeah. plays on on Anchor. Yeah, like sixty-four is still a lot to me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, honestly, on you know on Anchor, we're closing in on two thousand views or two thousand plays. We're at nineteen ten right now. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for fucking with us. You mean? Thank you. Yeah. I said keep shooting, yeah. Um, that's it then. We'll see y'all next week then. Yep. Peace. Peace. All right, I'm going to end this video. All right.